All right. Hello there. Hi. I want to welcome Charlie Rosemary. We are behind the screen. I am your host, JT Kane, and I'm here with my good friend and producer, Matt Corey, and we are here to talk about auditions, specifically orchestra auditions, which take place behind a screen. But we hope that, you know, that our discussions and our, our guests will be a resource for anyone who has an audition coming up or doesn't even know about auditions and what, what goes behind the, the, the process. And again, just want to welcome Charlie. He's our New World Percussionist. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's good to be here. That's so great that you're here. We're actually, um, this is really exciting for, for us. This is a new thing that we're doing. And we're talking about auditions. Yeah. And everything about them. And, and I was talking to you about um, your most recent audition, which yes, kind sir. of made me realize I, I, don't, I don't know anything about percussion. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're really different from like a lot of other instruments yeah. auditions. We've kind of got our own thing going on. And yeah, it's, it's crazy to me. We're going to get to that. It, I yeah. first, let's, let's just see. I mean, where, where are you from? I'm from Boston or a suburb of Boston, yeah. Milton, Massachusetts. Yeah. You're from Milton. We talked you about know, this. Yeah. <laughs> My grandparents were from Milton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know Milton well. Cool. I mean, I was a kid, but did, so you've been well. there. Yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful town. It, it is. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I actually have a friend of mine who also is from Milton randomly. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. What does he do there? Uh, no, he's he's here. He's at University of Miami. Okay. Yeah. But he's from Milton. He's from Milton. Did yeah. he go to like Milton Academy or the public I don't know schools? Him at all. Okay. Because because there's like this big uh boarding school there, Milton Academy, which like, you know, it's like non-Miltonians come and they like live in Milton and, you know, they go oh. to school there, but you know, but then there's like the true blue Miltonians yeah. like me who, uh, you know, and you, you lived there your, your whole life mm -hmm. until you left. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We, we moved once, but stayed inside Milton. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you went to school at yeah I I did I've been to three schools now I uh, started at the Juilliard School for my undergrad then I went to New England Conservatory and then the Colburn School where I sort of nearly finished a certificate uh, before I got into here the New World Symphony so we stole you away from Colburn yeah yeah good in a sense yeah <laughs> I mean you know I was <laughs> happy to 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 come here and yeah. I think I think they were too honestly I mean you know not that they <laughs> is that yeah. well not not they were trying to get rid of me but it's like great you know yeah go get it man yeah they we're done with you yeah exactly yeah, yeah. nice <laughs> <laughs> Their so, problem now you know. uh was there anyone anyone in your family that that played music no yeah I don't know where it came from I'm just I'm the only musician in the family uh but you know, so what it happens? Kind of what got you into it? I have no idea. I don't know. Really? I just I just listened to tons of music when I was young. I was just kind of obsessed from a very early age and started taking lessons in the second grade. But I I think I was just kind of listening to music like as much as I could, kind of for all yeah, yeah a lot of my childhood. And uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know what that necessarily. So what? Why percussion specifically? Yeah, I mean, it, it, so I started on drum set. Well, mm. I, I started started on piano, then I started taking drum set lessons. And then at a certain point around high school, I joined the Boston Youth Symphony Orchestra, which is like an amazing Gypso. Gypso, yeah, yeah. you know, Gypso. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they dropped the B at a certain point while I was there. So now it's just Biso, unless they've changed since then. But yeah, a, a uh, great orchestra. There's this conductor, Federico Cortese there, mm -hmm. who's yeah. just like really inspiring, has all this you know fiery italian energy and uh yeah just kind of showed 
us the ropes of orchestral playing. And, and that, that was kind of where I got hooked, I guess, uh, and started taking the stuff sort of more seriously and yeah, nice. looking at colleges. Yeah. So who'd you study with at, at Juilliard? Uh, I kind of everyone there uh, to an extent, but, uh, cause we have primary teachers and secondary teachers, but for the most part, I was studying with Dan Druckmann, mm -hmm. uh, in the New York Phil. And for my first year, I, I studied with a kind of like a legendary sort of New York percussionist, Gordon Gottlieb, who's, who's kind of the man, uh, like just, you know, all playing studio sessions, mm -hmm. subbing with the Phil, like all over the city, very busy guys. Nice. Yeah. And then at, uh, at NEC? Uh, Will Hudgens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of, course. of the Boston Symphony. Uh, and at Colburn, it was Ted Atkets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've had all of them. Like, well, we haven't had Dan here. Yeah, you haven't? Okay. I don't think he, so. He would be good to get. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's awesome. Uh, Ted was here as a fellow, as a former That's fellow. Right. Yeah. Uh, for just briefly, I think it was just one year he was here before he became the principal of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I, I think Will's come a number of times. Right. Yeah. 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 Then you went to Colburn uh -huh. and studied with Ted. So in between all of these, all of your schools and stuff like that, you went, uh, you did some festivals. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've done, you know, kind of my fair share of the, the festival yeah. circuit. Uh, gotten a good sampling of of that. Uh, Aspen, Aspen. I think I'd, you were. We were at Aspen together. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. me from it? Of course. Wait, really? Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> uh, Brad, Brad Lotus was there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. You, you don't remember me? Damn, Charlie, that hurts, man. <laughs> I was in 2011. I was the uh, chamber of music, the uh, the uh, ACS, the chamber symphony uh, personnel manager. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. My my experience of Aspen when you know at that age, I was like a young undergrad, and I was just so overwhelmed by how many people were there. Like I've since found out, like like about 10, 15 people that were there at the same time yeah. as me. That like I was like just you know. Yeah. Never met, and uh, yeah. but uh, <laughs> sorry. So let me. I, so I want to kind of see, like, so when you're taking an audition, is it a different type of an audition for a festival than it would be for for like a like an an orchestra? Yeah, it's like a shortened list, sort of. Uh, and it actually, you you kind of end up playing sort of the like quote unquote main instruments. Like you don't mm. end up playing, you know, you don't do bass drum excerpts or cymbal excerpts or even tambourine. Uh, for many of these festivals. So you just kind of do mallet excerpts and maybe a solo or two and snare drum excerpts and well so yeah so what are like yeah what are the main instruments? Xylophone, glockenspiel, snare drum are the main ones for excerpts and then usually there's a marimba solo or maybe a vibraphone solo thrown in there to kind of uh highlight how you handle, you know, sort of longer pieces of music with you know mm. sort of larger decisions to make uh where because so many of these excerpts are pretty short for percussion right like, you yeah. know some of them are like just like seven seconds long you know and it's just you start them and then they're done but uh <laughs> so yeah. you've got you've got to be that accurate yeah it's a weird challenge i mean you got to kind of set it up right because there's no kind of finding your bearing during it like yeah. you, you don't get to kind of settle into it it's just like have you it's it's like playing golf or something it, you know you don't get to like you know, it's, there's that moment of contact, and then it's everything you did leading up to that is either you know gonna help you or, or, or not. Oh yeah, <laughs> or you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a weird, it's a weird mental game. When you're at school, because you also play solo stuff for mm -hmm. an audition. Yeah, right. Like marimba solos and mm -hmm. you know stuff like that. And then you also have to focus on audition list. Do you have a like? Do you go to your teacher and be like, well, here's a list that I want to work on, or do you like? 
you know specific things that you're going to work on or is it technique stuff specifically how does how do, how do lessons work yeah i in mean the professional w- world yeah like when you have an audition it's it's easy enough because you can just bring in that list i guess but do you mean like when there's not like a looming audition yeah. project going on yeah i mean it's it's honestly kind of tougher sometimes like without the context of a specific situation mm-hmm. to prepare for uh, but yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of my undergrad playing, you know, maybe like non auditiony kind of stuff, like, you know, pairing new music ensemble parts and doing yeah. like historical performance stuff and, and, and like just things that weren't necessarily like going to be on an audition list, but, um, bringing that stuff in for Dan, who's like, just kind of open for just whatever you might be bringing in that mm-hmm. day. He's very, you know, good with that kind of just, yeah. What do you got for me today? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Did a lot of solos and and yeah, usually on these auditions, um, for professional auditions, the solo is usually a Bach and maybe some other contemporary piece of music on marimba or something. And uh, for festivals, it's actually usually just just a contemporary solo and, and yeah. you don't do so much uh, Bach stuff on those. Interesting. Yeah. So you talked you you played in historical performance ensembles you mm-hmm. still play with them no not really not not for a little while now but uh yeah i was doing a lot of that in new york because uh juilliard has a whole department a mm-hmm. historical performance department and they don't have a percussion chair there so they kind of you know tap the percussion studio for that they they just sort of see who's around and and i was doing that for a few of my years there and sort of got to know a, a lot of the players there pretty well and there's a lot of uh activity with that kind of stuff What's the difference between auditioning for uh, a Baroque ensemble versus new music ensemble? That I don't really know. I, I, I've never taken a, a historical oh, no. performance audition. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, you know, sort of like ended up playing with them at school and then just sort of by meeting people there ended up playing with various groups in the city. But it was only like one off, you know, concert here, concert there. Yeah. I, I was never like a, you know, a member of this uh, particular right. or this or that orchestra in New York. So it's all different kinds of, of weird not traditional percussion instruments yeah. that you have do you have to learn them like as you go yeah well yeah i mean new world's given me a lot of new instruments to learn which has been uh cool i mean it's like a, a cool challenge and it's part of the the sort of life of a percussionist is you yeah. gotta kind of get to know acquaint yourself with some strange instruments some you know usually fairly quickly and uh yeah so i've, I've had to learn the, the, i think the the craziest one in my time here was this instrument called an udu i'd never seen one before and udu udu u-d-u it's uh yeah it's like it's like a clay bowl sort of you sit it in your lap you kind of like smack the sides of it and it gets different timbres and it has sort of holes that like if you if you play on on like the the side of it it gets the sort of bass tones and it's it's kind of like a, a cajon in a way but um we were our first percussion concert, which was one of my first concerts here. Uh, I had this like virtuosic udu part because it had been written for a group with a virtuosic udu player, and so they're like, "So that's going to be you, Charlie." I'm and- sure there's a number of <laughs> virtuosic udu players. Yeah, maybe yeah. probably less than five in the world. Yeah, but yeah and, and maybe I don't know if I quite count as one yet, but I definitely had to spend a lot of time. I think with- we could add your name to that list. Well, you know, there's we we they definitely like recorded me some videos. You know, some new world people recorded oh, yeah. media, and it made me look a lot better than I nice. really was yeah. but yeah I mean I learned kind of as you know what I needed to to play the show and and Mike had to do the same with tabla which is a much more established kind of tradition of playing like Indian drumming and stuff Mike yeah. Daly had to you know really uh, we, we were doing Skype lessons with guys that could you know yeah. point us in the right direction yeah, yeah. for that kind of stuff but you know when you're a principal 
of of the section because we you know so for those of you that don't know new world we we don't have a set principle we the principles rotate around so you guys assign you go through at the beginning of the season once you know what you know what each week is going to be and you assign principles you guys mm-hmm. pick and choose right so if your principal for that week how do you assign the players to that is it is it like a do you choose someone because they're really good at certain instruments or do you kind of spread the wealth yeah i think we all try to spread the wealth pretty evenly i mean we there's even the question when you're a principal on a concert depending on the show like if we're doing one of our shows with like like nine or ten pieces if it's like a a club concert or like a journey concert like are you going to necessarily play like the heaviest part like the most involved part on every one of those pieces because like <laughs> sometimes yeah. you just don't actually want to, you know my, <laughs> I, I did that for i forget what the show was i think it was my first club concert here i was like oh i'll just take the prime part on each piece and it was so exhausting and i just you know i i, I kind of wanted to maybe test to see if i could even do it at all but after i was done i was like i really didn't need to do it like that yeah. like people were more than willing to like you know take you know okay this one has like a xylo part with some serious notes to learn and that's going to be their main sort of responsibility on this show which is you know like you can but uh anywho when it comes to assigning you know our colleagues to things yeah i mean we all know each other's sort of ways of playing and Mm -hmm. our our sort of approach to the various instruments but uh i also end up assigning pretty often thinking like man i haven't heard you know Kevin play triangle in a while, or I haven't heard, you know, Mike play cymbals. Like, I mean, yeah. you just kind of feel like doing it sometimes yeah. just to, to hear him do it again. Cause do um, you guys ask like, Hey, I'd love to play this. Yeah. It happens a little bit. I think we all try to not do it too much. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, I don't think we, we don't want to get it to get too like gamified of like, Oh, you got to get to him first. Cause he just picked up parts now. And yeah. you know, but like sometimes you, you may or, or may not have like a, a reason to like really, I'm I'm kind of hard pressed to think of a particular good reason yeah, to yeah. like request a specific part, but like, you know, it happens, and we've we've I think all done it, uh, time you know once or twice here. But you got to plan the setup, yeah, right, yeah, for the, the principle, yeah. yeah. No, and then you know because I, I see you guys running around back there, yeah. So it's not just one instrument that any one person is playing. If you have a huge setup and there's only four of you, yeah, you're playing multiple instruments on a piece. Yeah, no, totally. I yeah. mean, we, we you got to kind of imagine the the whole concert running itself down uh, or yeah like running its course and uh where the set changes are going to be allowed if any and like where the best you know like you you just you want to keep people as close together on the stage as you can you know the percussionists and uh yeah and you got to talk to you know this or that person in the building about how much space are we going to be able to get you know how many people are going to be able to help us shift things or you know where you know mm-hmm. where are people entering and exiting the stage during the show uh, yeah, and so you you got to kind of try to imagine the show as clearly as you can ahead of time, and and to a certain extent, you know, you don't want to like just kind of tell everyone in the section, hey, here's your setup. You want to allow them some freedom to kind of find what works the best yeah. for their you know decision making, but like also to at a certain point, you need to tell someone where to stand. You know, like you, yeah. <laughs> you can't just like let someone claim 30 feet of space because like it right. made the most sense in their head that way. Like you got to tell them like, hey, that's got to consolidate. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's it's a funny kind of role, especially because here uh, it's like a rotating thing. So like we're not, it's not always like, oh, that guy's the boss telling us like how to, you know, just, you know, one week you're telling, you know, this person how to do thing, how to, you know, where to stand and, and where to be. And the next week they're going to tell you. And yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a funny kind of 
It's an interesting uh, dynamic. dynamic. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then it goes with all with all the sections being rotated out and your concert yeah. master one day and you're back in the seconds the next. Right. You know. So how does that play into taking an audition? I'm imagining like you think you think about setup when you when you're principal and things like that. When you're going for an audition, is there a certain setup that's standard when you're taking an audition or does it, I mean, I guess it depends on, on the instruments that they're asking you to, the excerpts, right? That they're yeah. asking you to play. Usually the excerpts, you're only playing one instrument at a time. Kind of thankfully, honestly, like it's, it's, there are some like Tom Tom excerpts or something where you're playing like a setup with a number of different instruments, but usually you're just playing, you know, you're, you're, you're doing an excerpt and it's on the xylophone. It's not like you're, you know, showing them that you can navigate moving okay. like, you know, xylophone quickly to glockenspiel and then, you know, to maracas or something. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, uh, has it ever happened? I mean, in a way, the audition itself is kind of like that. It tests those skills in the sense that like, you do need to be able to play like something like a really powerful bass drum part that uses a lot of force and energy. And then like quickly move to like a very sensitive cymbal playing part. I mean, that's like a real, like it's a, Thing you got to train your body to do like it, it's like a real you know you, you you still feel that kind of adrenaline or something or, or mm -hmm. that energy in your body and trying to like calm that in, in you know to get the you know sort of slow control of of like you know so, so you you need to um kind of move from instrument to instrument smoothly in that sense over the audition i, I think that you you know some some rounds are kind of actually arranged that way to make it a little more challenging than uh they might need to be like Mm -hmm. basically going from anything loud to anything quiet is just hard because it it's just like you kind of have the blood flowing sure. in your body and then you're kind of now asking yourself to be very still and calm and and yeah. it's it's kind of like you know it, it's like have you seen kill bill when like she, when she's like in the hospital and like she like suddenly just like drops her heart rate like like 100 beats per minute or yeah. something just because someone's coming in the room she's trying to act like she's still in the coma it's like sometimes feels like that yeah. kind of ridiculous yeah. skill of like all right calm down now we're just gonna you know, be cool. <laughs> so, yeah. How many auditions have you taken? I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's hard to count. Professional auditions, probably like 10, 11, maybe mm -hmm. something. I, I haven't counted lately. But, uh, you know, if you factor in school auditions, right. festivals, all kinds of stuff yeah. in between. I mean, yeah, probably around 30 or yeah. 40 would be my guess. I yeah. don't know. Which, you know, I mean, that's that's pretty normal. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't it's, think that's too yeah. unusual. No, no, not at all. But is there, so is there a, have you have you figured out? Have you gotten to uh, into a routine, like for auditioning? Yeah, like you, yeah. you know, you show up. You with the night. What do you do? What oh, do you yeah. do the night before an audition? Oh man, I mean, well, usually I'm flying in that day. Yeah, the day before the audition. Uh -huh. That is to say, uh, and I try to you know get in early afternoon if I can, and then uh, burn off some steam and not too much. You know, I like like because this is the thing I kind of learned from Noah Kagiyama, but just like you're gonna feel kind of jazzed by being in this new city and all this you know this sort of new stimulus and you know being you know out of your environment basically but like you want to like keep that energy like because it, it, it will carry over to the next day on on the audition yeah. day and so you don't want to like you know there's an impulse almost to like all right i'm just gonna like tire myself out so that i, I can sleep tonight and mm -hmm. like be well rested tomorrow and like you want to maybe go on a long run or something because you just feel like it but like it's you know maybe just go for a shorter run you know or whatever go for a walk do something to like Blow off some steam so that you're not just, you know, still jittery at like 9 p.m., but like uh, uh, enough that that you're still very energized. The next day, eat well, yeah. you know, uh, maybe call someone that, you know, kind of can can sympathize with what, you know, sure. you're, yeah. where you're at and just, you know, it's good to talk to someone. 
uh, that kind of stuff. Do you try and stick to like a routine? Is there a food that you know that you yeah. eat? Sp- <laughs> like I know because some people are like, oh, I have a banana right before I go on stage. Yeah, or see, a lot of people but, do that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, the, the day before, I feel like Chipotle is just so reliable. I, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah I right. kind of settled on that in a sense if it's around because like. It's gonna be the same in every city you go to. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like satisfying. It's gonna feel. It's gonna fill you. It's gonna feed you. It's like fine. It's not like the healthiest thing you could eat, maybe, but like it's like it's fine. And uh, you know that for some reason early on I was like kind of fixated on pad thai. I don't know because yeah. the same deal. It's like it's in every city and it's like always gonna be pretty good. You know, it's like I don't know. But that that I kind of stopped doing. It was a little greasy, maybe. But yeah, but I, I am curious because there are you know like say. A baseball player. Yeah. You know, they have a routine. They do specific yeah. things every time, you know, very superstitious. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. do you find that you've Am like I after a, like, well, no, I'm not, yeah. you're not I'm not, no, 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 if no, you're I, superstitious, but like, like if you had, you've had a great audition uh, and you, you had a good win or, you know, you did, you did really great. The next time you go there, you'd be like, well, let's try and emulate that again. I, I think it's good to have routines. I'm all about routines in, in a lot of ways, but you got to kind of just be reacting a little bit to how you are feeling that at the moment. moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I've heard about like people that do this stuff, like they, 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 they like regiment out like mm-hmm. how they're going to spend every five minute block, you know, starting, you know, like the morning of the audition or the day before. And it's like, ah, to, to me, yeah, to me, that's something's going to inevitably change. No, yeah. I mean, right? I always, yeah, I mean, you're just what, you know, like what just if someone calls you of being in like, a different city? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what if, what if there's a problem getting into your hotel room? I mean, whatever, there's yeah. all these problems that may or may not happen. You don't want to freak out. So you feel it's better just to kind of, just kind of be, just go through whatever feels good, whatever you think you're, 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 what your body is trying to tell you to do. Yeah. I think, I think I try to be very attentive to how I'm feeling. Uh, like whatever it is, what the experience of like being me is on that day. And so yeah. like, if I don't feel focused, I'm going to do something that I think will kind of rally my energies a little bit. And like, you know, that just means sitting down, just thinking slowly through the music or just like focusing on what I'm here to do. Going to see the hall usually is yeah. really good for, you know, if you can get in the hall, I mean, that's perfect. But like yeah. even just seeing the building, knowing where you're going to enter where the building, go. where's sure. that stage door? You yeah. Know? And I did, I, I know exactly. Cause that's what I, that was one of my things. So I would arrive to an audition the night before and i would yeah. go to the hall yeah. i would you know whether it was walking distance or whatever usually i try to have a place close by yeah right 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 um and if you're gonna go for if you're gonna go outside anyway like it's a perfect you know yeah. kind of just wait you, you know, nice you know where the entrance is you know right. yeah exactly yeah so it's nothing throws you the day of yeah so <clears throat> so okay let's yeah uh, how if you're gonna take an audition how do you prepare for one orchestra versus another orchestra is there Mm. i mean is there the same route i mean not routine but let's say you're preparing for philadelphia versus you know another orchestra yeah give me another orchestra that you've auditioned for uh i mean milwaukee okay yeah so so walk me through what you did with philly and then what you did with milwaukee was there a big difference recordings yeah yeah yeah. well i should start by saying that philly was like unlike any audition i've ever taken yeah i'm gonna get to that yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, because i mean you know so in in a lot of ways yeah that like is very different than a lot of things i've my process looked really different partly because of what they were sort of asking of me to as an auditioner for for their group uh, partly because of like the level of their group of like you know holy crap that's the philly that's, orchestra yeah. and i better bring it legit and yeah. and then also there's like just the degree 
the, to which I wanted it, which like was really, really high. So like you end up doing things differently. Like I, I, I just, you just do when, uh-huh. you, when there's just that, that, you know, it, things kind of just raise to a different degree when, when you just really feel like that burning kind of maniacal drive to go after something, yeah. you know, it just happens. And, and everything kind of changes from when you're going in with kind of your, your basic level of, you know, your, your inner sort of motivated, you know, self pushing you know, we all have a, an ex, a certain amount of that, but then sometimes something comes along like an opportunity. That's just, it just like gets under your skin and you just like, I don't know, you just do everything you can. So mm-hmm. I, I found myself doing a lot of new things that were like really helpful. I mean, you know, things that you, you can sort of, you know, take to the bank and, and do the next time too. Even if like, you know, say there's the next audition I take, say I like don't really care too much about it. Well, you know, not that I try to take auditions I don't care much about, sure. but like I can still just use those things that work so well on Philly, which is nice because uh, I, I hadn't thought of them before. So Milwaukee versus Philly. Yeah. You know, I mean, how did you prepare differently? Yeah. What did you do for Milwaukee? That one stands out in my mind. I mean, not not that I I chose it, you know, not that I brought it up for this reason, but like that one was kind of the audition. It was an assistant timpani position. Mm-hmm. And it was when I kind of realized I didn't want to take assistant timpani auditions because just for whatever reason, I love I love playing timpani with the group and everything. I, I love it as as an instrument and everything, but just practicing timpani excerpts is just like, yeah, I just couldn't. I was dragging myself. That's the, the thing. Like some yeah. percussionists also play timpani. Mm-hmm. And I th- do timpanists play percussion? I think, I mean, they start, um, they do it kind of when like a, like a, a violist starts out on violin or something like that. Yeah. Is that kind of a, you I know, think all timpanists kind of probably, you know, studied percussion in their undergrad and then somewhere around late undergrad or their masters, they uh-huh. probably decided like, I'm going to be a timpanist yeah. now. And, okay. you know, I, I think uh, both the timpanists that have been here with me at New World, like, I think neither of them have really practiced percussion in any. And we uh, throw them in on percussion stuff. Yeah, sometimes well, we they have to. to do something. Yeah. But like it's you know it, it's like skills that they would already pretty much yeah. have from being a timpanist. Like we don't like give them like a wild vibraphone part. Like hey, like just. <laughs> but do you think <laughs> try do you, this on? Do you feel like it? Well, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it> would. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a percussionist, a principal percussionist, let's mm-hmm. say, do you think that? adding timpani to the mix takes away from that do you need to know that skill do you have to you know is that part of if in, in oh, an orchestra or yeah. i mean like because i mean like some of the most i don't know most of a number of auditions that i've seen recently for percussion that have come through our percussion fellows have been auditions for um percussion slash assistant timpani mm-hmm. right yeah is that something that's happening more often in the field or is it is it just kind of this year that's just how it's been it's it's been like a a there's been a wave of those positions opening up. Yeah. I mean, there's a like, as a, a ratio wise, there's like not as many assistant timpani positions as there are section or mm-hmm. principal or associate principal percussion positions, <clears throat> just because there's there's only one assistant timpanist per group, uh, yeah. and maybe two or three uh, uh, percussion chairs. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, everyone that plays percussion should know quite a bit about playing timpani you know it's it's kind of assumed i think to an extent i mean when you auditioned for new world there's a couple timpani mm-hmm, excerpts right. on that list and philly there's a couple timpani excerpts on that list even though it wasn't a timpani position i think they just kind of wanted to make sure i mean like because even here like i'm not a timpanist here but like we get you know a, a symphony fantastique on our concert and that has four people playing timpani mm-hmm. and, and uh three of them are going to be percussionists yeah, usually right. and 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 you know and that's not even to mention like, you know, when there's just a, a, a full-fledged like second timpani part, like on 
the planets we which we did this year or symphony fantastic fantastic last year mm-hmm. you know i mean this, you know yeah so right. it, yeah it's something we all all have to kind of do uh and uh I, we all enjoy it it's yeah. just it's just for whatever reason for me for auditioning and practicing timpani excerpts i mean it's just it's <laughs> it was such a chore for me yeah. that so I, let's get back I let's, let's get back to, yeah. to to milwaukee and yeah. and and this this audition that you were preparing for so you you listen to old milwaukee recordings or i mean so yeah. i'm always thinking about you know there's like chicago brass and yeah, then right. there's you know you know whatever the orchestra they have mm-hmm. their forte is there an orchestra that you listen to and you try and emulate i think you better know if the orchestra you're auditioning for has like a tradition and some of them really do. And Philly does have a tradition, a a very strong one for percussion, but it's all, in my opinion, uh, like based on the hall they used to have and not their current hall. Oh, interesting. So, I mean, and and that's kind of what you see with a lot of like schools of at least percussion playing is that it's, it's basically like it's hall centric. Like it's, it just comes from like, what room are you playing in week after week? And, uh. and you know, you've got great percussionists in all of these orchestras and they just adjust to whatever's going to work best in their hall. And so like Philly, uh, kind of revolutionized things in like the seventies and eighties because they had a very dry acoustic to work with. And so they had to really prepare in a way, like they were going to be just so exposed, like they needed to, have like just the finest snare drum roll. Like it couldn't be chunky and kind of, you know, like it wasn't going to be beautified by the space. So they okay. needed they needed to like, you know, it, it like the same way that like a, a practice room can kind of expose your your weaknesses, like with, you know, a dry acoustic or something. Uh, I think they were sort of, you know, it wasn't as bad as a practice room in Philly, but like it was, it was essentially they were being like, you know, challenged by the space in that way. And so they, they rose to the occasion and, and taught like a whole generation of percussionists to, uh, you know, to play in a certain style, which works very well for auditions. Uh, it so happens. What's their new hall? Uh, the Kimmel Center. Yeah, that's right. So is that, is it just, it's just, it's, I think it's easier to work with. I, yeah. I think, uh, not that I've like worked in both or anything, but like, I, I just think they have this style, which I think for this audition that just, well, is actually still ongoing, uh, for this Philly audition, I think a lot of people were concerned like, oh, well, they just reject me, uh, just immediately. Cause I don't, you know, align with that school of playing. I think uh-huh. there was a lot of to do about that. And I don't think that really factored in much at all. I, 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 you know, I I think strong playing is what it is for the most part in a lot of these cities. And, uh, yeah, Yeah, I I I think there's a certain amount of adjustment you need to do in any place when you show up. And, and I, I think, uh, you were either doing that at the Kimmel center or not. And I think they could sense maybe, you know, I mean, what I noticed out there was that, uh, you really, like should be playing pretty quietly on the quiet stuff. Like it really like stands to, you know, it it felt like I was playing loud on a lot of the quiet things when I first got out there. And so I just adjusted down. And I think mm-hmm. that it's they, gotta be a pretty immediate. Yeah. I think, I think, right? yeah. Yeah. I mean that, and that presence of mind just needs to be kind of part of what you do. And, yeah. uh, I think that worked for me in the prelims where I think that, you know, so this is, this is the Philly audition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so, what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, let's start. I mean, so you were telling me, Right? How many excerpts on that Philly list? That was a lot. Um, I mean, if you counted all the items, including solos, it was 127 things. 127. Yeah. S- specific. Specific pieces. Well, specific excerpts. excerpts. Yeah, yeah. Not 127 pieces. Right, but, but spots from. Spots pieces. from. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Is that the longest list you've ever? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah by probably like a, a factor but, of two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's yeah. crazy. Hey, yeah. as a violist, you know, I'm 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 looking at maybe twenty. Yeah, well, yeah. twenty five. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have seen, and this is something you know that's interesting. I have seen lists that are just you know crazy. And and again, we we talked about this. Like you know, it's. Do you think that's an intimidation factor? Yes. Yes, but not not just that. I mean, it's 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 a lot of different things. But like, it's it's firstly yes. It's like, how committed are you to like actually winning this thing? Like, you know, are you like serious about this thing, or are you just like good and figured you'd take a stab at this mm-hmm. audition and like, hey, maybe you might win? You know, like like you really gotta like just dive into this thing and, and to take this list seriously. Uh, and um, so I think there's like a commitment thing they're looking for. There's also like a little, uh, just like maybe quote unquote tradition. Cause I know for the past two percussion jobs they've auditioned, like it was similarly just wildly large lists. And mm-hmm. this one, as long as it is, is not as long as the, uh, one that, uh, their principal, uh, Chris Davini, uh, won his job really? with. yeah oh that one was even longer so wow. like i had seen i had gotten a peek at what that list looked like uh about a year ago and like my jaw dropped and i was like how did you do that i mean like it, so it, yeah. how did he do it yeah. how did you do it yeah well i mean that, that it was really i'm glad i had gotten to see that when i did because immediately i just was like i don't even know how i would start to practice that list because i just had never had to do anything like it yeah. i like you know it, it seemed like the like you know, like the the painting, the Golden Gate Bridge thing, where it's like as soon as you finish, you got to like, you know, go back and start on the other end. Hi, my name is Matt Corey, and I'm the producer of Behind the Screen. We hope you're enjoying our debut episode with host JT Kane and his guest Charlie Rosemarin. This podcast is brought to you by Insight for the Blind Incorporated, a very special recording studio based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where over 100 volunteers produce talking books and magazines for the blind and physically handicapped, so that all may read. See for yourself at insightfortheblind.org, and stay tuned for part two of our conversation with percussionist Charlie Rosemarin on Behind the Screen. <laughs> 